Well, this is one of the saddest things I've uh, had to watch in a long time. So thank, thank you so much for that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's all bad. Everyone. I will say, I don't it's know. sad, but also inspiring. We meet the Incredibly, family here yeah. is absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what else is incredible? What? Jillian <laughs> Benzavale, <laughs> Patrick Hines. Hi, Jillian Benzavale. Hello, Patrick Hines. Oh, fam. If you want more Jillian and me, hey, join us over there on that their Patreon. <laughs> you just sounded like a radio DJ from the <laughs> 60s. <laughs> hey, join us over on Patreon. <laughs> um, no, over 450 full ad-free bonus episodes. You can download a binge right this second. Yeah. We do ad-free versions of these episodes. We do. What are some of the, the series that we've covered, girl? We're right in the middle of doing Manifesto of a Serial Killer. Yeah, oh my. One of the best series we've done. How do we not know about this serial I killer? Know, How have we? What's the guy's name? Leonard Lake and Leonard Charles Lake. Ng. Oh my God. I don't know how. We don't know about these people. Yeah. We did the Gacy thing on Peacock. We did Bad Vegan. We did Never Tiger Let him King. Go. Never Let Him Go. So good. Can I give a little plug? I'm going back I'm going back out to do my cool. traveling Fantastic. book party. I, I thought you'd never ask. So fam, I'm going to be in Pittsburgh Friday, December 8th and Saturday, December 9th and Toronto on Sunday, December 10th. Incredible. Um, I'm going to be doing a and am going to say it right here. It, it's an ask me anything you want situation. Oh, so in a, <laughs> that's so long. Long way of saying it's an AMA. It's an AMA. It's an in-purse AMA. In-purse in AMA, AMA at all at all these shows. Okay, great. Um, get your tickets at patrickfails.com. Phenomenal. What are we talking about today? So this is a series called How I Caught My Killer, and this is the first episode, and it's called Social Media. Yeah, it was her thing. So all of the episode titles are quotes of like a relative or a friend of yes. our victim. You know those people who post nonstop pics, vids, challenges. The people who give us full access to their lives, to who they are, that is 17-year-old Nikki Kuhnhausen. Why are you so obsessed with me? Social media, yeah, it was her thing. She had like 10,000 followers. But then one day, her posts just stop. Nikki disappears. I thought someone had her tied up somewhere. She was hurt, and I... Days go by, her friends, family, and followers on edge. Then, investigators uncover their first major clue on Nikki's social media. They couldn't believe what happened. This series is so well done. Yeah, it is. You were saying that before we did this last week. Like, it's very victim-focused. And yeah. very victim-family-focused, yes. which I think is really incredible. Yep. But Nikki is a trans woman at 17 years old. I did not realize that until halfway through, like, the first episode. Sure, yeah, yeah. Because they, it is an issue because it, I think it's one of the contributing factors to what happens here. Yes. But she comes from the most loving family. Her mom, her yeah. two brothers are with us. I was sobbing, just crying, because yeah. trans visibility gets so much attention in this episode. Yes. And, and, like, we get a lot of statistics about how much more likely trans people are to suffer these sorts of hate crimes right. than, than non-trans or gay people. So I just got to give it to the series right from the top. Like, thank you for tackling this subject matter. Right. And and starting your series yeah. with this, too, yes. I thought was really important. Yeah. So it's June 5th, 2019. We're in Vancouver, Washington. We learned right away, Nikki loves social media. No, no, no. She loves She loves it. No, you're right. No, I'm media. wrong. Like, you're right. She loves Every app you can possibly have. She's posting all the time. When 17-year-old Nikki Kuhnhausen wants to feel free, she posts a TikTok. Feel beautiful, she uploads a selfie on Instagram. 
Lonely? Hits up the BFF on Snapchat. She's on every trend. Yes. She nails every trend. She also just, like, this has happened to me throughout my life. It happened to when, when I met you. There are some women that I meet that I just immediately feel a warmth for. Oh, that's nice. And she is one of those people, yeah. you know, like, she's yeah. just like, why are you so obsessed with Yeah, me? she's doing, she's like lip syncing. Yeah. yeah, all the trends. She's doing all and of it. And she's so beautiful. And she's just like, but like her personality is just like radiating. It, she becomes like a social media star. She has like tens of thousands of followers or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, she's seven. 17 years old in 2019, like yeah. the height of social media and like TikTok was just taking off, you and know? she's like documenting her journey as a trans person and people, you know, they get more into it towards the end, but like people really want to follow her journey. It's, it's yeah. pretty incredible. She's very uh, magnetic for yes. sure. Yes. So when someone who's very magnetic like that and people love watching and their whole life, I mean, really her whole life was on the internet with yeah. every app, no matter what it was. When someone like that stops posting, yes. it gets noticed right away. And Nikki stopped posting. She just stopped. She didn't say like, she's the type of person that would be like, okay, I'm going to be like, I have an appointment. I won't see you for an hour, everyone. I mean, like everyone knew her every move. So when she just sort of stopped for a day or two, that was a big deal. I want to just say too, the people who are like great at social media and love it are very lucky people. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. They're very, that's all. I just wanted to throw that Because you're saying sometimes it feels like a chore. That's why we have Aaron who is like, follow Aaron Downs on TikTok, on Instagram. He's so good at it. He does our social media too and he loves it he's good he at it, it and he loves it that's right and, and, and he's Megan creative. and his wife Megan too oh my god <gasps> his wife Megan his wife, that's the first time married. I said that they got oh congratulations Fun, kids cute so the first person to notice that Nikki's gone dark on social media is her mother, Lisa. Yeah, and because well, Nikki's also gone dark in real life. Yes, you know. yes. And Lisa tells us that... So at 8.34 on June 5th, Nikki called me. She told me she was at my friend's house. Called her at 11, because I always called her at 11. She texted me back, I love you, Mommy. I said, honey, I have to be at work at 2. And she texts back, I love you, mommy. Because Nikki doesn't answer. So Lisa, the mom, calls the, like, 11 p.m. check-in that they always do. And instead of answering the phone, whatever, Nikki just texts back, I love you, mommy. And then the mom says, I have to be at work at 2. Does the mom go to work at 2 a.m.? Yeah, we don't know what she does, but holy shit. Whatever she does, she's fucking good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa is the baddest ass woman of them all. We're going to meet many of those, too. She's a single mom to Nikki and the two sons. And she, like, you know, Nikki basically comes out as trans at two years old when she's like just like putting on her mom's high heels yeah. and makeup and I feel like that like I just feel like the mother was not going to not have it be accepted in her fucking house yes you know what I mean I wouldn't go against Lisa absolutely I would not fuck with Lisa not. absolutely not travel Girl, Dipsy is back. I always love a week when we have Dipsy because it means we get your Dipsy voice. Yeah, well, with Dipsy. Yes. You're, um, you're immer- well, the thing I love about Dipsy, though, is that it's like a full-on, like, immersive experience yes. with these audio stories. Yes. They have, like, soundscapes. That they're, like, really, really well-produced. You actually feel like you're But you're, you're, ba- you're burying the lead. They've got the short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to talk about how good they are. I know. <laughs> I love that Dipsy is radically inclusive, fam. Dipsy has stories for 
straight and queer listeners, and 56% of the stories are voice acted by people of color. Yeah, and new content is released every week, so you can listen to your favorites, you know, like your comfort show, like your comfort yes. story, or you can explore and experiment and find something new. I'm th- they've got all kinds of stories. They've got soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. I know. When you want your me time, you want your me time how you want it. Exactly. You know and what then I mean? you can just, sometimes you want to hear it, sometimes you want to like lean into the imagination of oh. the written word. Goodness. I love these options. <laughs> Fam, we love Dipsy. We always have. For listeners of TCO, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash TCO. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash TCO. Dipsystories.com slash TCO. Spice up your me time. Yeah, or if you're like with someone, I oh, don't know, that could work spice too. Spice up your them time. Yeah, or yeah. me time or whatever. You can be selfish. It's all good. You've earned it. You've earned it. It's been a long year. So Lisa responds when she says, yeah, you know, well, you know, I have to be at work at two. And her message goes unread. So she thinks this is very, very, very weird, especially for someone who's always on their phone. Yes. For them, I feel like Nikki is not like you. Nikki doesn't have 800 texts unread. Yes. She's not like that. She's true. responding to everyone. She's just in constant contact with people that wow. she knows and her friends all the time. Is there anything else you want to get off your chest? You had that one in the chamber. Uh, no, it related to the topic at hand. And, She's not like you. And it's the truth. I know it is the truth. <laughs> like, 200,000 unread emails. I read them all. I just don't know how to clear it so it looks like they're read. Do you know what I mean? Then you're lying. Because if you read <laughs> yeah, them, then they lying. would be unread. The point is, Nikki doesn't do that. Nikki, no. is, you know, I don't think Nikki has 500 unread texts. No. And so for her mom to say that this is weird, that she was left unread. Yep. And she calls her and she like leaves her a voicemail saying, I need to talk to you. And there's no answer. Yeah. So it's very like, it's a little bit like what is going on here. Yeah. Now we meet Nikki's older brother, Conrad, yep. who I don't know. I just like him. Yeah. I, I just like him right away. He tells us her not replying to our mom would never happen. Never. And she would always reply to her. I was just getting voicemail after voicemail after voicemail. That's when I knew something was wrong. Nikki and her mom have always been very close. Yes. They're incredibly close. They talk constantly. Can I just say, maybe this shouldn't be special, but it is very special to me. They all call her her and she. They use like the sure. her or she pronouns. Right. And like, They're her pronouns. They so are her course. pronouns. But it's, I'm just, it's, we're not used to in a true crime documentary seeing people be so respectful yeah. of them. They only see her as a woman, and which is, just, I, to me, inclusive language has always been really important. Of course, yeah. Like long before everybody was doing it, when like a politician, like I remember when Hillary Clinton started doing it, you yeah. know, like referring to like married couples and, and like uh-huh. their, as like their husbands and sure, like sure. It, it, it's very meaningful to me. And this had me teary all the way through because they really see her as their little sister, right? Which and I like, just think is so, maybe it shouldn't be special, but I just think it is very yeah. Special. And to them, it's like, well, she is our little sister, yes. so why? And because yes. this wasn't, this has been their whole lives, as we'll learn. So yeah. Conrad tells us, you know, Nikki and her mom are super close. They're like they always respond to each other. So yes. he's just really putting the point on that that like it is weird. The unread thing is weird, everyone. Yeah, and the mom gives us, like, the backstory about how, like, when Nikki was as young as two years old, she started doing her own makeup. Like, she's like a makeup influencer. Yeah, she's, you know, And yeah, she's stunning. really good at it. And Alex, her other older brother, also tells us that Nikki was, like, always dressing up, putting makeup on, wearing her mom's high heels. That yes. was just part of the gig when they were little, little, little kids. She would come out of the bathroom at two years old, like, in full beat. Yeah. You know, like, 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 like a chorus person in Wicked. Yes. Just, like, a full face of makeup. Absolutely. And, like, one of the brothers goes, like, Mom, why'd you do that to Nikki again? And I'm like, I didn't. She did it to herself. You know, so she started way young. 
in middle school is when she fully transformed into Nikki and I never saw Nicholas again. Nicholas walked into the bathroom and Nikki walked out and she never saw Nicholas again. Yeah, she said by middle school, she fully transformed into Nikki. So at the same time, though, Nikki was kind of on her own with this because Nikki didn't grow up knowing any gay, queer or trans people, which is what her mother's telling us. But she just like threw herself into that whole scene. Even if the scene was just Nikki, that was going to be the scene. But it was like, you know, she thank God this is where social media can be such a lifesaver because it was a lifeline for her to find community. But also, like they'll say at the end of this thing that like Nikki was at the same time, she made other people be brave in their own transness or queerness or whatever. Yeah. But like, I just love that Nikki is surrounded by people like I cannot tell you out there and how many parents I've met on the road who are like you know talking about like their young gay kid and how much they love them and accept them and mm-hmm. not not that we did anything to make but they just want to share that story right. with me I cannot tell you parents how much how much you are saving your kid yeah. when you just accept them for whatever they are right you know what I mean Lisa says like something she articulates this so perfectly when she's talking about how the transformation to Nikki yeah she says it just seemed natural she just let us down her road and her journey of yes. her life. And yes. I'm like, that's it. It's that simple, everybody. Yeah. I mean, you know, they say that like she, she was on the journey of her life and lots of people wanted to follow. They say she started on social media when she was 14. They tell us that Nikki was like famous, that people like really, she was like a thing. People knew her. Yeah. And that's again, so like when she doesn't post, everyone yes. notices. And now everyone is commenting, asking where she is because I think when you've been on social media so consistently for these three years, like Nikki has been, People yeah. come to expect, and when it's like, oh, why didn't she? It's not like she didn't come up on your for, for you page. Yeah. Recently, it's like people are going to her page specifically to see what she has to say, and she hasn't said anything. Yeah, right. And so we learned that you know the mom contacts the authorities. This timeline is a little strange. We don't get like definite numbers here. Yeah. We are told that Mama Lisa contacts authorities. Then four days go by, and and the mom hears nothing, and she's saying to the cops like, when I made the missing persons report, I told them you need to understand Nikki's being held against her will or she's dead well wait let's not let's not jump and I no you need to jump you need to go to that frame of mind in this case because she wouldn't leave me alone this long you have to understand she would never leave me alone this long you have to understand and the cops are like well let's not jump to any conclusions and Lisa's like no 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 start jumping right because Nikki is a kid and she's a trans person like we should we're gonna meet some pretty good authority figures here in a minute who know the statistics but like if she's missing she's an underage person and she's trans like these people are the likelihood of them encountering danger is like far outnumbers the rest of us exactly so that's what Sergeant Julie Ballou tells us Vancouver Police Department she is in the digital evidence cybercrime unit I went fancy Julie I know very fancy we're in the future and Julie's leading us there. Digital <laughs> like, Cyber Crimes Unit. Digital oh my Evidence God. Cyber Crime Unit. That's wild. It's wild. And I'm like, is there, I guess Are there's the Jetsons a, there? I What's there's like the a future? lot of call for that, I guess. Yeah. Because like all well, this yeah, shit happens on like people's phones now. Look, the internet is a, is the, is a very illegal place <laughs> from time to time. Sometimes it's great. But like, why is this the first time we're meeting a Digital Evidence Cyber Crimes Unit person? It's not. Oh, it's not? It's not. We just super love Julie in this moment, yeah, 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 but yeah. it's not. We I mean, there you can find it on the internet. There's like Bryant Gumble from like Good Morning America <laughs> yeah. in like 1990 being like, or you can send us an email. A what? An, the, emol- an, e- an, an, an email. An email. And he's like, he's like, Good Morning of GMA at symbol. Oh like you gosh. can literally watch this on the internet. It's yeah. wild. There are people who just think that 
pound sign is a hashtag. I know. Like, there, have you seen videos where there are like people showing their kids, and the kids like, oh, there's there was a hashtag on this phone <laughs> in the eighties. It's like, oh god. I know. Like, what if you ever call somebody? Like, even like if you call you like your credit card p- company, you still have to press pound. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, people don't even Do know the word. Do people not pounds. know what pound is? That oh, pound god. is the hashtag thing. I don't know. It was pound first. We're so old. Does it matter? No. But here's what does matter, though, because yeah. Sergeant Julie tells us exactly what you were saying. Like, I knew that she was a transgender teen, and it's not uncommon for transgender youth and or LGBTQ uh, youth in general to go missing or to run away. Oftentimes, though, it's because they don't have a supportive family at home. But she had a great relationship with her mom. She kept in touch with her friends. So when her social media accounts basically went dead, that was a big red flag for us. The difference is that Nikki has, like, an amazing support system. Yes. And so I think that motivates Julie to understand, like, a real crime must have happened here. Because this is not a kid who's run away or is trying to stay out as long as she can because her home is unsafe for her. Right. Like, something really must have happened because otherwise she would have come home to her loving family. And and Julie explains something and you realize, like, just the weight of this where it's like, the the numbers are real, right? That that trans kids, LGBTQ plus youth are, are just absolutely more at risk than anybody else. And the reason for that is, like, one, they feel like they can't go home. And the other reason is that there are just, like, hateful people in this world. Yes, Can I tell you, when we began our foster parent journey, like, the number one thing that there's a need for for foster parents in New York State, not even just New York City, is um, for, like, loving, like, affirming homes for LGBTQ plus teenagers Mm -hmm. who've either been kicked out or run away. It's, It's a real epidemic. It's really, really bad. It really is. But Julie tells us, like, so we know that there's something has probably happened here, but we don't have any leads to follow up on. So Nikki's friends and family are looking for anything they can find. And this is where we meet Taylor Watts, Nikki's best friend. And she's just kind of saying that, like, look, one of the benefits to Nikki having, like, a big social media following is that we can put things out and there'll be a lot of people on the lookout for her. Right, because they were already asking for this. Like, her followers knew something was wrong just for because she wasn't posting. Yeah. So, you know, Taylor is going on social media and making posts. She's going on the news. She's doing everything she can to get the word out. And it works because now we meet Blair from Justice for Nikki, but Mm -hmm. she's also a reporter and she says she's been consistently reporting on LGBTQ plus issues. And she's the one who tells us. I had been kind of consistently reported on LGBTQ plus issues for years. And so I knew that trans people are four times more likely from cisgender people to at some point become a victim of a violent crime. So she knows that, like, we got to find Nikki because something really... I mean, it's it's highly likely that something bad has happened here. Exactly. So, like, stories are out there. Social media posts are being made. And this is where, like, we learn that leads start to come in where people are saying they've seen her around the city or, like, like that, that whole thing where they take blurry pictures. Like, is this her? And I don't know. Like, all those leads go nowhere, but they make me so fucking... That's the downside to social media. Exactly. That anybody can post anything. Right. And speculate wildly and just sort of... I just put myself in the position of like, oh my God, like if I saw a blurry photo of Daisy, you know what I mean? It's just like so heartbreaking. And it's heartbreaking because of course, like you want it to be her. So when you put those pictures out there, when it has nothing to do with her, it just derails the case completely. You're trying to help or you're trying to like put yourself into the narrative. Like it's, I hate that. But it always happens. 
Girl, Miracle Made is back. These are those amazing sheets inspired by NASA, literally, that like keep you cool throughout the night. Yeah. So Miracle Made, again, inspired by NASA, uses these silver-infused fabrics, and so the bedding is temperature regulated. Let me tell you, that there's also a self-cleaning situation here. Uh, these sheets are infused with that silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. Also, the sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than sheets used by some of those five-star hotels that you're obsessed with yeah, staying you at. Know, you know I love a good <laughs> hotel bed. Now you can have one at home. Hello. <laughs> Fam, go to trymiracle.com slash TCO to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. Yeah, and there's a special deal for TCO listeners. Save over 40%. And if you use our promo code TCO at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Who doesn't want three free towels, fam? Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you get a full refund. Yeah, upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to TryMiracle.com. Miracle.com slash TCO and use code TCO to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash TCO to treat yourself, a friend, or a loved one this holiday season. Those yeah. three free towels? I know. What? Towels are expensive. They are. Not anymore. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Miracle. So Nikki's been missing for seven days, and that's when we get our first major clue. Yeah, so it's connected to her Snapchat account, right? So mom calls law enforcement to tell them that she'd learned that Nikki'd been staying with two friends. She was staying with her friends Faith and Tiffany in, in an apartment complex in Vancouver. Yeah, now here's, apparently Nikki was staying there, like, since she texted her mom, I'm at my friend's house. Like, it's not clear if Nikki was living there, because it's alluded to the fact that Nikki doesn't live at home. Right, and we don't really get that story. Right. It's not clear. Because the cops at once call it Faith and Tiffany's apartment. And then we'll also say like, oh, they were texting her at her apartment, which is Faith and Tiffany. So we don't know. We don't know if they were. We don't know right. what her story was. Right. She certainly was welcome to live at home. Right. Of course. But you know? yeah, it's, it's just not made clear like where her home base was at the time. Yeah. But that night, June 5th, she's at Faith's apartment and Faith tells the cops. She like goes downtown to, to like to do T an interview. Tiffany and Faith both do. They're happy yeah. to help. Yeah. So Faith tells them that... The last time Nikki Kuhnhausen is seen by her roommate, Faith. Nikki borrows Faith's phone to log on to Snapchat and talk with a man, who she meets up with several hours later. But Nikki then logs out of Faith's phone. Not another teenager, but a man. Yeah, then she logs out of Faith's phone so she can go and, like, meet up with this guy. So it's like, it, is she out without her phone? And I don't know. We never hear about her phone ever again. Yeah, and I don't really know if it matters, but, like, it seems weird that it's not addressed that she used Faith's phone specifically to log, it, to, like, log Faith out of her Snapchat, yeah. log into Nikki's Snapchat, then log back out again. That just seems kind of curious for someone who's so, like, social media savvy. Right. So I don't, I don't think there's, like, something... Nefarious. Yeah. Uh, but I do wish that there was maybe a reason why well, that was. Because I'm just thinking about like what a mess I was when I was 17. Like when I was 17, if cell phones had existed, which they did not because I'm your <laughs> great grandfather, I would probably like, like my phone would probably get shut off for not paying the bill on time. You right. know what I mean? It could be something like as innocuous as that. So the cops are like, all right, we need to get into Nikki's Snapchat account. This is, I mean, this is going to give us our big lead, right? Especially because she's talking to like described as a man. Right. Who like, so Faith is the last person to see Nikki alive, except for this, this random man. man that Nikki went out to meet 
apparently. Right. But they're saying you can't just go to Snapchat and, like, demand the information. They're saying users have privacy rights. Of course. So you have to ask for the records via, like, a search warrant, but this all takes time. Right. And we're told it takes fucking weeks. It takes weeks. And even still, Snapchat could come back and be like, bitch, I don't think so. Right. But they didn't. Because I want to say, <laughs> I know, I want to say to these social media companies, can you not? You know what I mean? Like, when, when it's a missing it's... person in the family is saying, like, they'd want us, just trust me, we, they'd want me to be able to fucking find them. I know. It's such a weird, I know, because then it's like, do we get into, like, big brother territory here? Yeah. Of like, I understand the privacy but, issue. And also, like, as a trans woman, she, maybe, there, there would be plenty of trans women who would not ever want their parents to have access to their accounts for safety right. reasons. So, yeah. there, it is dicey, but in this situation, look, Snapchat comes through. Thank they you. Come Snapchat. Okay, thank you. thank you so much. That's a hero about for Snapchat, hey. an app I've never used. An app I've never used. <laughs> so here's what they find in Nikki's Snapchat account. Nikki had been communicating with a man identified as David Bogdanov. He sent her an address. She said, okay. He said, white van, LOL. And it sounded like they, the two were making arrangements to meet up. It's a Russian name. It took me a minute to. Bogdanov. Yeah, Bogdanov. So can I say one thing about this guy? Yeah. So we see Just his, one. <laughs> we, I listen. We're gonna. Well, they're, 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 for Bob But one of the things is like he's wearing like his hair is fake in his profile picture. Is that right? His hair is fake. (laughs) And I gotta tell you He's trying to catfish Nikki. I mean as someone who's like minorly looked into this there are really good male wigs you could get now that I could come in here in a wig you would never know. There's like really good wigs you can get that like look like young trendy haircuts. Okay. I think he's wearing one. Do they still call them toupees or do toupees have like a a negative stigma? (laughs) When I think of a toupee I think of Stan from the Golden Girls. Oh, nice rug. <laughs> totally. But like, there's yeah, gotta yeah. be a way <laughs> that aren't like hair transplants that are no. painful, right? Yeah, no, like these wigs are, are good. Like they're okay. cool. But like, he's wearing fake <laughs> hair. just like a little bit looked into it? I, I know. I, well, look, if I thought I could get away with, maybe I'll like, maybe like an upcoming book party show, I'll, I'll come out in like a, in a wig and you can okay. tell me what you think. You should do like a soft launch. Get one that's totally. like, is it a wig? Maybe like, like some extensions yeah, first yeah, totally. and then go on for the wig. I'm not a good, I'm not a good candidate for extensions because my hair's not that I don't know about that. No? Well, anyway. I know someone you can talk to about it. I know. I'll hook you up. So, my point is just, this piece of shit is like, his profile picture's not real. It's oh. just not real. Oh, God. And That's I, the least of Because we see problems. him, like, in real life later, and, like, his hair is not that good. No. So, David is 25 years old. I'm just going to get that out of the way. Yeah. But he sends her an address. Like, they're meeting up, right? So, Snapchat yeah. is going through, like, their messages. And, the like, the first message we see is, she's like, okay. And I guess she's like, what kind of car am I looking for? Yeah. And he goes, white van, LOL. As in, like, oh, I drive a creepy white van. And we see this van eventually. It looks like a fucking kidnapper van. Like, they were making plans to meet up, but he's making, like, kidnappy jokes. But we also, at the same time, know that we, like, learned that he was texting her from right outside the apartment. Right. So it's like, did she know he was there? I, I don't know. That's not clear. Or just, or maybe he's just making a joke. Like, I don't know if she asked what your what kind of car you drive. I, I mean, he's probably like, I'm, I'm outside in the creepy white van, right. LOL. Because, you like, know? He, he was, like, we know from Snapchat that he was sitting in front of the apartment texting her this. Right. So when the cops say his name, her family and friends are like, what? Like, we don't know who the hell this guy is. And you can barely even say his name. David Bogdanov. Okay. <laughs> 
Hero Bell for <laughs> Thank you. Don't get, I don't want Hero Bell associated with this piece of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah that's So true. he's 25 years old. She's 17. Yeah. Now, my question is, does he know that? And I don't know. No, like, he absolutely does not. Like, does he want her to be 17? Or is Nikki saying, I'm 19, I'm 20, I'm 21? I mean, we definitely don't know. But, like, we learned that these two, like, had initially met downtown outside, like, a bar. So, yeah. Anyway. David was from a very large Russian family. He had multiple brothers and sisters. He seemed to uh, be involved in family business and construction and flooring as his regular uh, job. David didn't have a criminal history. Nothing showed up in his background that was an obvious red flag to us. No criminal history and nothing in, in the background check raised any flags, but still, obviously, he's a person of interest. I just, I have this big note that says you gotta talk about this fake hair in the Snapchat profile. I you gotta God. talk about it. <laughs> How bad is it? Is it too floofy? Is it, it just, like not it, subtle enough? It's, it's like really, too good. It's too good. It's pretty hair. And when we see him later in real life, like his hair doesn't look like that at Did all. Did you see that Harry Styles shaved his hair off? No. Are we, is the, is, ever, is the internet okay? You know, Are we I taking don't know. a two-minute break from talking about Taylor Swift on the internet to talk about this? I think we're going to be okay. All right. But he shaved his head. And I just, I'm sorry to break the news. Uh, by the time this comes okay. out, it's going to be a <laughs> month-old news. I'm just saying. And apparently, these are not my words. These are E, like, this is like E online news words. Apparently, Madonna's facelift has finally settled. <laughs> Come on, I know. E. I was like, what? Do better, I know. E. Look, Harry Styles e. shaved his head and Madonna's face stuff has settled. Like, so, what look. are we even doing here? I don't know. I know. I don't oh know. Oh, God. So, obviously, this piece of shit is a person of interest, right? Yeah. So, they're calling him. They're texting him. They're leaving business cards at his house. He's not responding. But they do track down his brother, Artur. Uh- <laughs> I know. I'm not. I'm just laughing because of the way that you said it. Because he's got another brother whose name is Stan. Right. Which is <laughs> again, we're back to the toupee. But they go to see Brother Artur. Right. And they're like, Brother Artur is not a good. He's not good at lying. Well, he's like. He said that David was out backpacking and he wasn't there and wasn't quite sure how to get a hold of him or when he was going to return. Oh, my brother, the outdoorsman, yeah, David, who's out, he's out backpacking right now. He's like, I don't know how long he's been backpacking, and I don't know when he'll be done backpacking. All I know is that David isn't here, but I do know that he's 100% Back, definitely backpacking. backpacking. So then they call Stan. Yes. Yeah, and Stan is hey, shaking. Dorothy, it's like, me, Stan. <laughs> like, it's not a fucking phone call. Um, they they talk to the, the other brother, Stan. Stan is shaking like a leaf. Shay, they have a reenactment actor playing Stan. <laughs> you can, like, teeth chattering, like, what? The minute they say backpacking, He's like, what, what backpacking? That- We've never, we don't have backpacking in Russia. Like, we've no. never done that. No. Stan has a really bad poker face. <laughs> yes. He knows something bad happened. He yes. cannot play it cool at all. And I he's love just this. Like, he's like, like, oh, our tour didn't even bother to call Stan and be like, hey, if the police come to see you, I told them that our piece of shit brother was out backpacking. I know it sounds crazy. Well, they probably got them and separated them. Oh. And Stan didn't know to be like, to answer every question with a question, yeah, I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. until he got some kind of answer he felt comfortable expanding on. Hello, Dorothy. It's me, Stan. He says it every time. <laughs> every like he's time. standing when at the he door. Opens the door. Like, I know. Hello, I, Dorothy. It's, it's me, Stan. It's a very subtle, underrated <laughs> joke because he's so annoying. Like a, we know. I know. Stop reminding us of the thing that is so annoying standing in front of us. Not only are you here, but you're like announcing yourself. I know. We get it. You're oh, here, Stan. The worst. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. So Julie says, like, given how nervous brother Stan was the conflicting stories from the two idiots that it's possible they think that maybe one of the brothers was involved or at the very least maybe knows more about what happened. Right, but time... These idiots. Dummies. But time is going by. Yeah. No one's getting information. David, the main person of interest, is not responding. So... 
Sergeant Julie yeah. decides to Snapchat him. Can I just say one thing before this? Yeah. They do say, like, he's not responding. It is possible that something happened to him that night, too. Oh, on his backpacking excursion? <laughs> but, like, You're gonna me, believe that? I don't, no! Okay. I don't believe it, but I can understand why the cops would be like, well, I don't know, she's missing and he's missing and they were the last people to see each other. So then the brothers did it? I, then, then maybe the brothers did it. Oh, God. The, Arturo or whatever? Artur. Artur. It's Arthur, right? Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. It's obviously Arthur. And um, hey, Julian, it's me, Stan. <laughs> it is infuriating. I want him to call in right now and literally go, hey, Julian, it's hey, me, Julian, Stan. It's me, Stan. <laughs> we know. Um, Girl, Pretty Litter is back. I made up a song. Can I sing it? Yeah. Pretty Litter. Oh, huh. Pretty Litter. Yeah. Listen, I saw my sister-in-law this weekend, okay. and she was telling me that she's been using Pretty Litter since we first used it on TCO, because it's got those crystals that change color when your cat right. uses it if there's something wrong, and then she can take the cat to the vet and make the cat live longer. And guess what? She didn't have to tell you that, because I bet you walked in and you did not smell kitty you litter. Can't, you know what? You're absolutely you know? right. That's the worst part of having a cat. Everybody knows it. Yeah. You know what I smell? Nothing. You know what that means? Pretty Litter. Totally. <laughs> and also, Pretty Litter ships for free right to there and every everybody else's door. They never run out. They don't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space. And even better, they don't have to lug those enormous tubs from the store. Those things are like 25 pounds. They're really, and who has, like, who can, like, put that anywhere? No. You don't want to have the big kitty litter bag. It's just unsightly. You get that, that thing, that ring on your hand from carrying it, uh, that red mark that stays for hours. I have to tell you, Pretty Litter is really all about making your lives easier and yes. smelling better. And keeping your cat and alive. And keeping your cat safe. Oh. <laughs> so fam, anyone that uses Pretty Litter counts on Pretty Litter to keep their house smelling fresh and clean. Yeah, you can too. Go to prettylitter.com slash TCO to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash TCO to save 20% on your first order. Prettylitter.com slash TCO. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yep. How'd I do? You did great. Thank you so it's amazing. much. It's <laughs> like, who, where did Patrick go? I had no idea who that was. So Sergeant Julie Snapchats David, but, and I, I'm like, is this real? Because we see a screenshot that's D underscore Jensen, Detective Jensen, yeah, saying, we need to speak to you. And I'm like, I'm sorry, no one is going to respond, respond to, to this that. ominous message. I know. Like, the cops are looking for you via Snapchat. And oh, my God. David doesn't. He no. leaves them on red, as yeah. the kids say. They Snapchat him again on September 12th, a week later. But this time, he responds the next day. David responds. Yes. Uh, with bullshit once again. But he says, you know, oh, I've been having trouble with my phone. I was I just got your message. Yeah. I was out backpacking. You probably don't know anything about that. <laughs> I'm a I'm an avid backpacker. A, I only talk to my brother Artur about it. Stan right. knows nothing about it. Don't tell Stan about the backpacking. No, no, no. And I will come and talk it's to you. It's my secret backpacking. Yeah. I it's I just need a minute to myself after also, all the flooring stress. Stan is a nervous wreck about everything. It's not just about murder. He's a nervous wreck yeah. about everything. Just and so he's you know. nervous that I'm gonna get hurt, so we keep it from Stan, but it's my self-care, <laughs> it's my wellness. Right, right, right. He also has this weird thing whenever he sees you, he introduces himself to you in person. In person. He's like, hey, Detective Julie, it's me, Stan. And don't mention the hair. <laughs> don't mention the hair. Just say it looks good. Yeah. <laughs> it looks awesome. He's oh still wearing God. like very outdated, even for the 80s, yeah. like flared pants. 100%. We're getting to it. We're talking about a different Stan in time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's bullshit, right? Oh, I'm just happy. But why answer the cops at all? Well, I think he knows he has to. Like, I honestly do think. Can you just show up to this guy's house? Well, I think that he might have got like remember Brian Laundry like ran into the woods to oh, evade the cops like I think this guy might have done the same thing I was not expecting to be hit with that I know <laughs> I'm sorry bad enough I know. 
Like right now, we're recording on a Friday night, fam. I shouldn't have done it. I'm so sorry. But no, I'm like, I I think that he might have thought, like, I'm going to go into the woods. I killed this poor girl. I'm going to go into the woods and live off the fucking land. Like, that's my life now. Yeah, well, that's not what happened. (laughs) So, October 2nd, four months after Nikki goes missing, this David guy finally agrees to speak to the cops without a lawyer. Which, oh my God. Why would you need a lawyer if you didn't do it? It's a trick question. You need a lawyer. You need a lawyer no matter what. The other day, today, this day, day. I came home from the gym. I couldn't find Steve. Steve was sitting with a lawyer. (laughs) Nobody wasn't there. And I was like, if I can't find him in the next 20 minutes, I'm calling a lawyer before I call the cops. Uh You know what I mean? Well, They're going to think I did it. Sure. But cops, I mean, if Steve is in danger, let's not start auditioning lawyers. (laughs) You could have saved him. him. You just called the cops. I know, but I needed a really good lawyer because I didn't do it. Well, here's what David tells the cops, right? David said that he met her downtown in downtown Vancouver, struck up conversation with her, and he said he gave her his coat. They parted ways. She later reached out to him on Snapchat, and the two made arrangements to meet up. He said that they went to hang out with his brothers. So then they made up and then they go hang out with his brothers. And I'm like, so there's a 17 year old girl hanging out with like 25 and 30 year old men. Yeah, I know. That makes me so uncomfortable. And like, I don't know if she knew that she was going to be meeting with the brothers. Like maybe she just thought it was going to be the guy that gave her his coat. I mean, I think this whole story is bullshit. It is. (laughs) Okay, So it didn't happen. (laughs) It didn't happen. But I'm putting myself in it. Like, well, like these are questions the cops should have been asking. I'm like, wait a second. It scares me to death. And this is just why I want like, I know I know that Lisa, the mom, is a single mother and she's doing the best. She's got to be at work right. at 2 a.m. She's doing the best she fucking can. I'm not giving her any shit at all. But I just like, I want Nikki home at 11. I don't want her out at her friend's house. No, well, she's that's what she's doing. I know. You know? And she's almost an adult. Like, who the fuck am I? I just like, I want everyone who to be safe. Who the fuck are you? Who that's a good question. <laughs> you know, but who the fuck like, are you? No, now that we're here, let's ask it again. Right. Who the fuck am I? Big, bold letters yeah. underlined. Do, who the fuck am I? Good question. Okay. Get back to me. <laughs> so, but this is also very important. Like, this is a provable lie because both David's brothers denied seeing David and or Nikki that night. Could they be right. lying now? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I don't like David. No. So, Same. now we meet Kristen, the prosecutor. Yeah, she's kind of great. She <laughs> this te- is where things go very bad for David. Yes, exactly. So, she tells us that in that interview, David says, the DA tells us that in David's interview with the cops, mm-hmm. he told the cops. She mentioned that she was trans and he immediately told her to get out of the car. It's even disturbing when I'm around a gay person or somebody bio. I just got disgusted and I asked her to just get out. For me, it's just very disturbing and disgusting when people are like this. We hear this from time to time. We In the Matthew Shepard thing, it was the same thing. Yeah. We're like these homophobic, transphobic people just talking like, oh, we're, all, we're all homophobes here. Like, you understand, like, I how mean, disgusting trans and gay and bi people yeah, are. Yeah, and he's saying, like, he's saying it. And I'm like, did he just say bi? I like, know, This is I the know. fucking bi visibility we're getting today. Amazing. I know, I know. But he thinks gay people, bi people are disgusting. He says it's disturbing and disgusting he when just, people are like this. It's so upsetting to hear people say things like that without even knowing they should whisper it or uh-huh, something. You know what I mean? Right. That they should at least pretend to be feel ashamed to feel that way. Well, he's already trying to plant the seeds of his defense. Yes. That's what he's doing here. Yes. By saying, yes. like, don't you agree? Uh-huh. Trans people are disgusting. Uh-huh. And the cops are like, keep t- this is all being recorded. Right. It's all being recorded. Right. And so he says, like, she told me she was trans. I made her get out of the car. and Like, like yelled at her. Yelled said at her, she was disgusting and disturbing. Violently pushed her out of the car and then, like, went on to my brother's job site. And, like, went to do some construction for a while. Yeah. Now, David is a piece of shit. 
it. There's no question. Yeah. But the investigators are a little stuck because they're like, he's homophobic and transphobic. But right now, we don't have any evidence linking him to anything. They literally they, say, without a body, there's nothing we can do. We got to change know, that. We I need know. to fucking change that. I know. You know? Yeah. But they're like, we don't even know where Nikki is. Right. Like, we, we don't, don't know, even know what, that she's dead. What happened to her. Yeah. And so, like, David gets to walk away from that interview, but the cops are like, God damn it. Like, we got to figure something out. So yeah. there's no movement in the case until December 7th, Ugh. 2019. And this is six months after Nikki went missing. A hiker discovered a skull near a logging road on Larch Mountain. This man was out in the boonies collecting bare grass. And while he was foraging in the forest, he came across what he believed to be human remains. I don't know what Fairgrass is, but they describe him as a foraging. He's going, like, he's right. picking herbs from, like, the forest to eat. Okay, great. Which I think is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. I Googled, in quotes, collecting Fairgrass, yeah. found nothing. nothing. <laughs> and then when I just Googled Fairgrass, it was, like, fake grass? And I'm like, oh. no, the way they're talking about this guy, it seems like he's doing something, yeah. like, that's really good for the earth, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to a podcast about this lady who, like, goes foraging in her, like, the woods in her town. Okay, great. And she, like, picks mushrooms and stuff. Really? And you gotta be you careful can, with that. Yeah, you gotta be real careful. But, like, like Real fun or real bad. <laughs> or or delicious. Yeah, or delicious. Or, 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 or a combination a nice, of all It's those. a nice meaty substitute. This poor son of a bitch, like, is out there just, like, foraging for mushrooms and fairgrass or whatever and stumbles upon a human skull. I know. That is so scary. It is very scary. To, like, come across, like, human remains in I the know. middle of the wood. You're by yourself. Like, that is absolutely fucking terrifying. It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. And of course, and of course, like, this person is deep in the woods. All I can think about is like, how did Nikki get there? Like, how did they, I know. you know what I, I know. mean? Like, I what know. was the journey? Oh, it's so awful. Because, right, so he finds these human remains. They're mostly bones because, again, it's been six months yeah. since Nikki went missing. And so it made it very hard for investigators to figure out what happened. But we, they did find things that really helped them identify Nikki, like her jewelry, her clothing, this yellow jacket that she always wore. Very distinctive. And to her, her social media, her extensions. Her hair extensions, yeah. And so, like, everyone is just devastated. Because, once again, it's that moment where it's like, you're hoping for it for closure, but no one's hoping no, for this. yeah, of so course. So this, real, this, like, real complicated bunch of feelings. And, but then they say a forensic examination of the remains confirms it is Nikki. Right. And, like, we get this. Like, this is why this series is good, because we it is very victim and family focused. But, like, to be sitting with Mama Lisa as mm. she's telling us, like, what it was like to get that news. I and know. she just keeps saying, like, I wish I didn't have to be my baby. She's done a lot. She's going to do a lot. But why did it have to be my why did it have to be my baby? She says she was so alive. She was going to do so much. And like, it's not just Nikki's family and friends who knew her. The people that she inspired and people who followed her online, yeah. they they come together. And the queer community, the gay community, and allies come together. And, it, and someone says they were so inspired to act. Well, the, we meet Lyndon Wells from the Justice for Nikki Task Force. And they're saying that like the goal of the task force was to make sure that Nikki's story is heard. So... We're lucky in the sense that Nikki comes from a very supportive family who yeah. was also going to make sure that Nikki's story was heard. But unfortunately, a lot of these stories get buried because the authorities don't care. They think it's icky or there's not like the public pressure to solve these cases because the, nobody gives a shit. The families don't care. The yep. families don't want people to know that their kid was what, you yep. know. And, and so. that, But that's why these task tasks forces, task forces. Ta it's not. Surgeons General. Right, right, task right, right, right. forces. Task forces. <laughs> but that's why these have to exist because we need, if like, just in case the family or the community or the authorities aren't going to make sure that people know about these right. horrible murders, these tasks 
task forces do it. Sorry, I don't know why I cannot say it. <laughs> but I just think these people are amazing. We meet so many of these activists. They care so fucking much. They're working really hard to, to get media coverage. There's a huge vigil at a local church, which I thought was amazing that the church was hosting the vigil. Like a huge celebration of life. Yeah. The place is packed. It's overflowing. But this was on March 1st, 2020, like right before the entire world changed with yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, March yeah, yeah. March 1st, wow. 2020. Oh my God. You know? I just wanted to say that Nikki's brother Conrad is saying Nikki always thought she was alone and then once she passed away seeing all those people was like wow she actually had all these people the outpouring of love was it was incredible all of these strangers showed up for her like I, he just says like I wish she had known she had all of these people that's sad that, that he said that because again like I just what what trans people can be going through. She has this super supportive family. She has this really supportive and, like, vibrant social media following. But for her own brother to say, like, she still felt really lonely. I know. You know? I know. But here's the thing. We have to figure out what happened to Nikki. You know, like yeah. while while this activism is going on and while all of this visibility is happening, we still need to get to the bottom of what happened to her. Yeah. Detective Julie tells us one of the main pieces of evidence is this long phone charging cord that was found with Nikki's remains. I knew she always had a charger on her. Yeah. I knew it. Well, it was tied in a knot and within the knot, there are tiny bone fragments and hair yeah. and pieces of her like extensions. And so the medical examiner makes a ruling that Nikki had died of homicidal violence and the likely method was strangulation. Right. And probably with this phone charging cord. Yeah. And now we learn something super tragic. And I I am enjoying the show. I love that it's very victim centric. Yeah. But I I sort of felt like I didn't really appreciate how they did this part because it felt like it was just for like dramatic effect when it's a really important part of Nikki's story. I agree. I hear you. When we get to the other side of it, I have just a, yeah, a thing yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was just the music. Maybe no, I was kind of no, no. like, we don't have to and do like, this. Like, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. It, doesn't, it didn't feel right because this is very, very important. Yeah. And I was kind of like, how the fuck did we not know this? So February 20th, 2018. Front manager comes over to relieve me and says, you've got to call on the phone. It's a detective. It's something about Nikki. So I go to the phone. I said, hello. And I said that Nikki was at OHSU. And she had been shot six times. She was shot six times and almost died and was fighting for her life in the ICU. So all we know is that she was in a car with some man. They do say it was a man. The man shot her six times at point-blank range, pushed her out of the car. She was conscious and crawled to the first house where they wouldn't open the door for her. They wouldn't open the door for her. And then she crawls to another house, and that's all she remembers. Right. And so in the hospital, Nikki's not naming names. And all she'll say is, you know, he'll get his when he gets his. Yeah. And she never names names. So so people are like, people are saying, well, maybe, maybe it wasn't David. Maybe it was this guy who wanted to come back and quote, finish the job or right. what, this is nothing. It's a dead end. It goes nowhere. We never find out who the guy was yeah. or the, or why he shot her. He's not the killer. But like. I think one of the one of the reasons to include this is a they have to they, like, of course you and know. I, I think it's very valuable to yeah. show what Nikki's life has been. Well, because I just wanted to say that like this again, like for a trans woman to go through two, like she ends up getting murdered the second I time. Know. How God. many times have either one of us been in a single life threatening situation? She's been in two. Yeah, like it really does drive home how at risk this community is. Right, but it is also like. Just the amount of violence people want to do to these people. Mm-hmm. Just I, for existing. Just for existing. Yeah. And like, how did she end up in that car? What was she doing there? Yeah. Why was she there? Like it, 
I don't know. It's very scary, and it is, like, an important piece to the puzzle, but this guy's not the killer. Yeah, and so, like, and because just, like, she doesn't name the person and she doesn't press charges, and so the police are forced to close the case, and they were kind of asking her why, and I'm like, I don't know, maybe she just didn't want to be on trial for being trans? Yeah. You know, maybe she just didn't want to, she wanted to try to move on with her life the best she could. Like, I I get it. I mean, any number of reasons, Any number of reasons, right? But I also think that, like, if it were you, if you got, if you showed up at a hospital having been shot six times, yeah, and you weren't naming names, I feel like they would still try to solve the case. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I, you know I, what I mean? More than, more than a trans... Yes, of course. I'm because not going to sit here and be like, you know, as a cis... I mean, I'm just saying that, like, obviously, like, now, woman. like, there's just, like, an active murderer out on the loose in our community. But, like... Uh, yeah, I, but I guess if she doesn't want to press charges, like, what's the law there? And yeah. then, like, the phone's ringing off the hook with another murder or another attack. I guess I don't so. know. I, I don't would know. just say, like, we got to get the, the guy who just, like, shot that girl six times. So we got to get him off the streets. Of course. You know what I mean? I, ideally, yeah. 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 Uh, ideally, like, I mean, ideally, ideally, yeah. this wouldn't, we wouldn't even be here. So now the police just, they're like, all right, it's not this guy. We got to take another look at that David Bogdanov guy. Yeah. He was the last person to see her alive, and there are holes in his fucking story. And like, he actively hates trans people. He actively, admittedly, <laughs> like, openly hates trans people. Like, come on. And, like, the holes in his story are, like, there's conflicting accounts of what he did with the, the last time he saw her, and he's the last person to see her alive. The three brothers can't get their story straight. No, he because, immediately went backpacking for a week. Yeah, or he didn't, or he was at work, or he went back to his brother's construction site, or, yeah. like, no one is on the same page. But the one thing... Like, he just hates trans people. Yes. Like, that's the consistent part of the story. Exactly. And he was the last person to see her. So, David, let's go. So, they get a search warrant for his cell phone records. We applied for a search warrant to Sprint, which was the carrier for David's cell phone at the time Nikki went missing. They had graphed out where he had gone, and it was clear at that point that David had gone up to Larch Mountain the same day that Nikki went missing, which was not part of his original statement. This piece of shit, David Bogdanov, cell phone records put him right there at Larch Mountain where the remains were found. He failed to mention that unless we think the backpacking was mentioning that. But, like, no one can agree on the backpacking. No. like, give me a break. But still, he was up there. Great. If you were backpacking, you backpacked up to the place where we found Nikki's remains. Exactly. Right. So they haul David back in for questioning. And confront him with cold, hard data. I was like, that's weird writing. Basically, they ask him about being at the mountain. (laughs) Right. Sprint says, your phone company says you're at the mountain. What's going on? My favorite part is this guy, Officer Jensen, literally says, he goes, is there anything, before we dive into why you're here, is there anything you want to amend in your story? And he goes, um, maybe I got gas. Uh, And this is where Detective Jensen is like, look, when we first talked, I didn't have the benefit of having your cell phone records. You can feel, you can feel the tension in the mm-hmm. room changing and he says you know you didn't just go to work and they are just staring at each other and he's like we're looking at this interrogation room footage yeah and it's like the two of them just making eye contact and it says fast forward because because they ask him about the mountain yeah and david goes quiet and they sit and stare at each other for so long that they have to do this like that like fast, fast forward, forward effect yeah to show how much time has gone by because they're just sitting there in silence and like the cops like i'm not saying i'm not speaking first yep this is on you buddy you didn't just go to work, did you? Two minutes off to work. Okay. All right. So I understand that you're being arrested today for the murder of Nikki Chukasa. David says, I think I need to speak to a lawyer. Yeah, I, I think I so. I would say so. But then Detective Jensen goes, okay, but just so you know, we're arresting you right fucking <laughs> and, and now. And we're charging you yes. with the murder 
of Nikki Kunhausen. And I mean, he looks surprised. Uh, he looks like he can't believe he's being arrested for well, this. Well, too bad, buddy. I thought we were all homophobes this here. Is like, are you kidding me? I know. So now, but everyone is worried that he's going to use the panic defense, the gay panic defense, the trans panic defense. So we learned we've seen about this. Before. this. So the, the gay panic defense, just for, as a reminder, we yeah, learned about this in this the before. Matthew Shepard episode. The gay panic defense says that I was in a mental state where I can't be held accountable because I was in such blind rage by finding out that someone I was in a sexual encounter with was trans or gay. And that is so counter to my morals and existence that you can't hold me accountable for what I did to that so, person. So, like, I snapped yeah. because of this gay panic that I or trans panic and I committed this act of violence. And now Eric Marcus from the Matthew yeah. Shepard doc and from the blurb on the back of my book Ooh. said, he wow. told us, in, I know, do, I know. Do you, you want to pick that name up over there? I, I love him so much. Oh, she's great. I love Eric he, Can you still pick up his name? Uh, yeah, I'm going to pick, pick up his name on the way out. He told us in the Matthew Shepard doc that people who actually use this defense are 33% of the time get a lighter sentence. Uh-huh. Like oh, yeah. 33% of the time it actually fucking works. And Lisa, remember uh, Nikki's mom, Lisa? Yeah. She's just like, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. So you're saying that my daughter isn't worth as much as other people because she's trans? Mama Lisa, she's saying... I couldn't even believe there was such a law that differentiated between my child and your child. My child's life was worth less because she was transgender. Why doesn't her child deserve the same justice? Exactly. And the answer is she, it, that's not true. Like, right. like, and like morally, right. that should not be true. It just doesn't... I mean, just even in just in talking it out, it doesn't it's, make any it's sense. Crazy. The it's idea so that like the, somebody's existence as a gay or trans person, just you learning that about them makes it okay for you to murder them. Can like, we all, no. what the like, fuck that is, is going insane. on? That is insane. That makes zero sense. So it's August 2021 and David's trial is starting. Yeah. And he kind of does do like his version of the gay trans panic defense right. because he says that it was self-defense. He was terrified for his life. Right. So like his story is that. And this is the first time he's mentioning self-defense or feeling terrified in any, any Exactly. Moment. Never. N- everything you're about to hear is being told to them for the very first time at trial. He didn't mention it to the cops. He right. didn't mention it to anybody at any time ever no, this before. This is the this. first time we're all hearing about it. What happened was they had a sexual encounter where like she gave him a blowjob. Then he reached into her pants and discovered that she was trans. Mm-hmm. I freak out and just uh, says she, she's a disgusting piece of crap. I shove her, shove her kind of hard and turn and push her back to her driver's seat and I keep telling her to just get the fuck out of my car. At that time, she just jumps up and goes towards the center console towards my gun. She then jumped up to the front seat and, like, started to go to the center console where he keeps a gun. Right. So he was saying, oh, my God, she's going to get my gun. She's going to kill me. He sees this long cell phone cord, charging cord, right. that is already pre-tied in the knot. And he says he, like, threw it over from the back seat. He throws it over the front seat to restrain her. Uh-huh. And somehow it slipped up to her neck. And that's how she, he ended up killing her by accident. Right. Now, all of those, all of that bullshit aside, the lawyers are like, I'm sorry, what gun? Right. This it, is the first right, time we're right. hearing that you had a gun and in the And now car? there's a gun. Exactly. Like, really? And then the, the cell phone cord was just tied like what are you what are you ta- what his lawyer is either on our side yes. or the worst lawyer on earth exactly like his lawyer set him up totally remember that remember alex jones when his lawyer accidentally leaked all of his like all of his oh, stuff to the other side yeah kind of amazing interesting but like this fucking piece of idiot shit <laughs> 
takes the nice. stand to tell the story. Right. And even the judge is here to be like, that's never a good idea. Yeah, but it's a great idea. I, it's kind a great of. idea. When it's David, it's a good idea. Oh my God. I mean, it's just like, like everyone is hearing all of these yeah. stories for the very first time on the stand. Yeah. And like, so, and also just one other stupid quote from David where he says, it's the, the cord. He was like, I think the cord, the pre-tied cell phone charger cord yeah. would be a good way to restrain Nikki. Quote, it somehow slipped up her neck. Right. Somehow. It somehow just through everything's her, yeah, all yeah, happening yeah. to David through no fault of his own it somehow slipped up her neck like what are you talking about yeah I mean the other thing too is that like they, they make the point later that okay even if the story is true which it obviously isn't but right. even if it was he did not try to resuscitate or call aid for Nikki Mr. Bogdanov didn't have great explanations for the steps or lack of steps thereafter that he took after strangling someone into submission Rather than either trying to resuscitate her, call 911, do anything you can to bring her back because you killed her by accident. The other best option you had was to take her body up to this mountain right. and and ditch it and not tell anybody where the body was. For You know what I mean? Right. Like, and, and also, they kind of just throw in, he like called a guy who knows a guy to make the car disappear yeah. and get rid of all the evidence. So like, why why if it was like... Well, because that whole thing is confusing and I, I think I figured out what they're trying to do there because remember he was originally said that he was in that white van yeah. and then he moved like the, the, his story now is oh no, no no this sexual encounter didn't happen in the van we moved to a different car and then after I killed her by accident <sighs> right before I buried her body by accident I had a guy <laughs> like, come and get the car and and move the and throw the car away and I think what he's saying is that like or his, like destroy the car you can't just like throw the throw car her, in the exactly. trash can no but he I think what he's saying like that you won't ever find any evidence that my story is true because sure. I had the car destroyed right the point is he's just a hateful person like yes. he killed her because he hates trans people right. that's what happened yeah. here like that's yeah. the big there is no you know what I mean like it's all so simple like he's hateful and evil and it's very clear and guess what the jury agrees the jury totally <laughs> fucking agrees they don't believe this bullshit he's a bigot they find him guilty of murder David Bogdan was found guilty of murder in the second degree and malicious harassment the judge sentenced him to 19 and a half years that is the maximum that we could have gotten on this case but it doesn't feel appropriate to the crime Everyone is just saying, like, it's not enough time. Like, mm. somebody tells us, with good behavior, he'd be getting out after 17 years, which yeah. is how old Nikki was when I he know. killed her. God. And also, like, everyone is saying that, like, like 17 years for killing somebody, I and know. especially somebody who was so young, yeah. who had so much life ahead of them. Right. It's all... For, for just being who she was. Yeah. Yes. It's all so fucking tragic. It's so tragic. But we end on this kind of hopeful note, because Nikki's family and advocates help create Nikki's law. Yeah. And it eliminates the gay and trans panic defense in the state of Washington, which, which is, is fucking so amazing. amazing. And it just ends with them saying that Nikki was a beacon. She was just like a ray of light and yeah. that her social media really helped a lot of other trans people come out yes. or just be comfortable with who they were yeah. or like just to see that like you can be happy and, you know. Right. And thrive. And thrive. Right. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, I love that it, it and I was like a sobbing puddle of gay tears. Same. 100%. <laughs> gay tears. Gay tears. One just final note. This series could totally be called like and how the killer was caught or yes. like the evidence that caught the killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead yeah. of another like web of death, how right. I caught my killer. It's just like, the, here's how we caught the killer. Yeah, because they're trying to say that like they, because they left clues or whatever, they helped sure. solve their own murders yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's not the greatest name for a show, no. but I, I love how it's victim centric. Yes, and, and like did a trans episode for episode one. That's for amazing. For episode one, you know what well I mean? Well done, Hulu. Good job. Good job. Oh, 
girl, we did, what's it called? Well, it's called How I Caught My Killer. Yes. Uh, but the episode is called Social Media. Yeah, it was her thing. But it's the it was the murder of Nikki Kunhausen. Oh, my goodness. Fam, just a reminder, I'm going back out on the road in December. I'm doing my traveling book party in Phoenix on December 3rd. Pittsburgh, Friday, December 8th, and Saturday, December 9th. And Toronto on Sunday, December 10th. You can get tickets at, at patrickfails.com. I'm doing my show. You know, it's like an hour long. It's, yeah. it's a funny re- reading from the book. And right. it's, you know, it, there's like videos and pictures and it's all about my high school drama club days. Oh, great. <laughs> um, and there's a lot. And then I'm signing all the books and staying yeah. afterwards to meet everybody. And um, what are we doing next? We are doing Murder at Carter County Mines on Discovery+. Plus. Okay, I don't know anything about this. It's um just a lot of it's family dynamics. We're in Kentucky, yeah, uh, by the mines, and it's uh, I know, sorry, hot take, right? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, everybody. Uh, we'll get into it next week. It's it's crazy. All right. Well, we love you, fam. Stay tuned for the trailer for that, and uh, again, oh, and our funny and hilarious hot takes. Oh, okay. Hopefully, Tom some found some. I lo- love you, Tom. I love Tom, you, our Tommy. editor. We'll see you Tom later, everybody. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> There's a lot of secrets out here. Violence, rage. This would not happen in my family. My aunt Sherry had missed work for two days. I had not seen Gary in a few days. I was afraid that something domestic had happened. They had maybe gotten an argument. We had no idea who the victim was. They put a tap on our line. You can almost taste the death in the air. I don't know who you are. What are you doing involved in this? I can't imagine being that cold. You hope that if you find them, they'll be alive. I was his jailhouse girlfriend. Then the bomb dropped. Snapchat. Snapchat. Were you ever on Snapchat? I was never on Snapchat. What did? What was? What was that one? Snapchat was the one where you could send messages and it disappears. Right? Uh huh. So they're like Insta stories or whatever. Uh yeah. And then I think you like couldn't. You would get like an alert if someone tried to screenshot your Snapchat or something. Oh, really? oh so people were sending like sexy pictures. I think so. I don't know. I really, I truly was never on it. I don't think I ever. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I couldn't figure it out. I, I don't know. I cannot understand how people take like sexy naked pictures and send them to other people. I will never understand that. Why not? Because I would never do it. Okay. Because I would once you send it out, it's out in the world. It's out in the world. You have no control over where that thing goes. There's got to be a lot of trust there, or you just have to not give a fuck. But they tell us. Stop talking about it. I know. Oh my god. (laughs) 